It was Christmas Eve night, and all through Grand Grand's house, mice were scurrying, because when it comes to household chores, my dad is never hurrying. I have overheard it's because he's lazy and or crazy, but he always seems to be working. When your family gets divided, you hear multiple versions. I swung the tip of my nurse sword at a mouse who was nibbling my toes and brought the foam handle down on the rodent climbing up my clothes. I saw the light from where dad does his work, by work I mean typing and laughing to himself. What are you working on? He was swirling his hands like he's trying to not lose touch with imaginations he was summoning before I came to interrupt. If he was terse, it would mean I'd only be on the back burner until he worked out whatever he was focused on. If a torrent of words came out, he was in manic mode, and I'd be there only to help tear down and redecorate the thoughts in his mind again and again. Either way, once I saw the hands swirling, I should have known he was self-centered. I'm working on if I should just quit. Quit? I thought we never quit. Right? We never totally quit working. I mean, quit these stories. Oh. How come? First, tell me about what's on your mind. Really? I was going to ask, since I'm awake, if you wanted to play Roblox with me. Not really. I was just asking so in the story I'd look kinder and less self-centered than I usually am. Oh, okay. Should you go back to tell me about why you're thinking about quitting, and am I being a good extension of your will? For starters, maybe instead of blasting off these condemning stories, I should spend more time building relationships with people before I have the permission to speak conviction into their life. That doesn't sound like you. I know, it's phraseology I've heard to say how I evangelize is unloving and wrong. What does the Bible say? Jesus didn't wait long to convict the woman at the well for having had multiple husbands. The apostles didn't wait long to tell people to repent, but I'm not them. I wish I had a formula to know exactly when I should convict someone, but it feels off to have an exact formula, which kind of cuts off being led by the Spirit, all the while trying to persuade someone into having a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit. Okay, well, at least you sound at peace with having putting the perfect formula to rest. Can I ask you something else that's related but a little off topic? You know that I love to be interrupted from my train of thought. Why do people say the stories you make are not work? Who says that? Never mind. I don't get paid for it, and people usually use the word work as something you wouldn't do unless someone paid you. But I've heard some people say they love their job. They would do it even if they weren't paid. Most people would not. And if you dig around people who say they do, you find buried aspects of the work they don't like to openly display. But you have said that you like your work. I do say that, but I don't know if it's a mental trick or what I think you're supposed to say. King Solomon and other parts of the Bible say, try to enjoy your work or even take the verses that say we should be grateful to God always about our lives, even up to persecution. Yet, I don't think Jesus was just beaming positive vibes on the road to crucifixion. And I wish I could come up with the exact formula. I thought you said formulas. I know, I was displaying my fallen inner workings to you. I repent. Originally, work is a curse from God after the fall in the Garden of Eden. That from now on, we'd have to sweat through painful labor with thorns and thistles just to eat. Meaning, part of our punishment or reminder that we're cursed is to go through things we wouldn't want to just to survive. 
I thought you said people feel good after they work out and endorphins. God was gracious enough to set up some biological relief after you did your time in the curse. Going back to what you said earlier, is the only two reasons you want to quit is because one, you think your time would be better spent building relationships that you can then in 70 years have the permission to slowly start to point someone to repent and believe, or two, instead of working on these, you could work more overtime so you can hand over more child support? No, another reason is adultery. What I make, even if my intent was to use this creation as a lure for the lost people, I quickly turn into an idol. Instead of trying to get to know the creator of all things better, I try to get better at making these idols. Instead of being afraid of not knowing God, I'm scared of losing my idols. What do you mean lose them? That the big social media sites will delete and block any traces of my creation, so I have to make copies and copies of them and send them everywhere so they can be eternal. So you want them to be put to good use? That doesn't sound awful. The overriding error is I put more faith in my ability to save people than God's. Even though I know I am imperfect and God is perfect, I stumble by thinking that I'm too essential, that God couldn't restock my idols without me. Oh, well... At least you recognize that. It's even worse. I surmise God is perfect, so he can't best relate to imperfect people. But an imperfect person can better relate because they know all the wrong ways to do things, where a perfect God can't even fathom how to do things so messed up. That sounds like a messed up formula. Couldn't a perfect being spot mistakes perfectly and what the perfect solution would be? Yes, but when I'm taking my mind off God and walking into Deception Grove, no longer taking every thought captive, I don't recognize the sin creeping in. Didn't the Apostle Paul write, whether Paul plants or Apollos waters, it's God that does the increase? So even if your stories would ever be effective, it would always be because of God and never because of you. Yeah, I'm not defending my sin, I'm confessing it. That's good. And to show that I'm not just an extension of you, but to differentiate myself as a unique creation of God, I want to say this. It's good that you confess the errors when your prideful motivation takes over, but to try to have a formula or a shorthand way to relay complex information isn't always bad. One of God's first tasks for Adam was to name things. Jesus asked the demons, what's your name? To tell stories isn't always a sin. Didn't Jesus do the same? 